She's Robin. She's Alex. And this is Coworkers Killing Time. And here we talk about everything. Enjoy! everybody, welcome back. This is episode 26 of Coworkers Killing Time, and today we are talking about something that I find fascinating, and that is cults. Love it. There's so many cults. There's been so many documentaries about cults coming out on Netflix and HBO Max and all the streaming services uh, between scripted series and real series. So today I am just going to give you a little rundown of what is a cult like socially defined as and what the types of cults are and then we're going to get into the love has one cult. So if you have never heard of that I had never heard of it, but I do know there is also a documentary about this, so I will be watching that after we film this episode, probably. To begin, what is a cult? So there was actually two different meanings for cults, and one was a ancient times meaning, which had to do with like church and things like that, but not meaning what we know it to mean today, just meaning like an idea of doctrines and beliefs, where today's meaning is a social group defined by its unusual uh, spiritual or philosophical beliefs or a common interest in, in particular personalities, objects, or goals. And I think the cults of personalities, and that's what mine is, is, are so interesting because everyone unites around this common person. And most of the time, the people aren't very, like, yes, they're charismatic, but they're not, like, super attractive. Okay. Half of them look like they're crazy when you see yeah. what they look like. Yeah. So I wonder why people come towards this? Is it because they're just looking for something to belong to or what? that's what what I believe. Okay. I really do. Well, just wait for all the ideologies of this one because it's confusing. Like, I feel like anybody could have been dragged into this one for a multitude of reasons. So, uh, modern cult types include the destructive cults, which, where they kill people, either their own members, but their own members for like punishments or people out in the world. There's the doomsday apocalyptic cults, which obviously believe that the world is ending, and sometimes that ends in, like, a murder-suicide thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's political cults with actions and ideologies, and that plays a little bit into this one, shockingly, because this is a religious foundational cult. There's polygamous cults, there's racist cults, and there's terrorist cults. Those are the, like, main types of cults. Now, obviously, there's tons of little subsects of different kinds, but those are, like, the main ones. So today, like I said, we are going to be talking about Love Has One. So after you hear the episode, you can actually go onto YouTube and watch Love Has One's YouTube channel. Uh, They have tons of social media, so they've actually used social media to gain, uh, not users, gain followers followers of this cult because it's a modern cult. So Amy Carlson's mummified corpse was found on April 28th, 2021. She was discovered in Colorado, but she died in California. Who was Amy and how did she get there? Amy Carlson was the spiritual leader of the movement Love Has Won. She was referred to by its followers as the mother of God. Okay. 
But that's not all people believed about Amy. She was also said to be the reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe, Joan of Arc, and Jesus Christ. Okay, woman. There's more, though. There's more reincarnations as well, but those are just the most popular ones. The theology of Love Has Won combines New Age spirituality, conspiracy theories, and you know where they're from, our favorite, QAnon. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all this. Yep. And Abrahamic religions. So what that means is it's a monotheistic religion that worships the one God of Abraham. So Judaism, Christianity, Islam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all worship that God in different ways. So they follow those teachings. Okay. The group believed that Carlson was, in fact, the 19 billion year old being who created everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. With the name Amy. Amy Carlson, the whitest white lady name of all time. All right. She herself claimed that she had been reincarnated 534 times and that only she would be able to lead a distinct number of 144,000 people to a fifth dimension because the third dimension, which is what we're living in, is corrupt and wrong and needs to be ended. So she was going to take people to this special fifth dimension. What happened to the fourth I don't know. Did we skip right over it? Probably. Okay. She's crazy, so it keeps getting weirder. And, okay. and it's things like these that when these are people's ideologies, I don't see how they get wrapped into this because, like, what? As we go deeper. Yeah. I, I can get, like, being like, oh, yeah, there's another dimension because there probably is, knowing everything. Sure. But, like, no. <laughs> it just gets weird. How did Amy Carlson know more than well, and anybody it, else? And it gets so suspicious. So I'm going to tell the whole story, and then at the end I have, like, fun facts. Okay. And it actually explains how she decided that she was God. All right. Yeah. So for conspiracy, the group adopted several QAnon theories as their theology. Carlson has stated that Donald Trump it was her father in a past life. Okay. Alrighty. You said okay, like, I'm listening, but your face said, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, alright. I'm I'm trying to be open-minded. Okay, Okay, no, but you're not going to, because here we go. Here's the QAnon theory that they base the whole thing on. They believe that the entire world is run by a cabal determined to keep the planet in a low vibrational state. Okay. The movement gained steam in 2014 by using social media and YouTube as a means of getting their message out to people. So the core group of around 15 to 20 members actually lived with Amy in Colorado, and they would post daily on YouTube, like YouTube live videos of like, oh, look at these products that we have for you that we can sell you to get you to a vibrational state. Or look at our followings and our teachings and don't you want to join us, blah, 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 blah. To, like, recruit people, but also to bring money into their organization. This was in 2014? Um, So it started earlier than that, but that's when they really started, like, ramping up. And it has continued on until it's still going on. So isn't QAnon relatively, like, young? Well, yes, but, I mean, she adopted the QAnon thing after that. Okay. This is just, like, the backstory of, like, this is how it, yes, this is how it started, and then she started gaining traction. I mean, QAnon, because I've also watched the QAnon documentary, and I would actually love to do an episode about that, because I'm sorry if anybody listens to this as, like, a QAnon believer, that's a type of cult as well, because it truly is, if you watch that documentary, one dude and his son who were, like, billionaires in Thailand running 
4chan and that is who QAnon is. Like, okay. it is obvious that that is who QAnon is just by the way they talk, the things they say, right. everything. Okay. So, like, people who fall into that ideology are just also following a cult. So I think sure. she subscribed to that mentality, but then was like, I'm going to make this part of my belief system as okay. well. So... Like you said, they would do daily live streams to promote their organization, recruit members, and sell their New Age products. So the group offered what they called etheric surgery, which costs $88 per session, and it would remove all negative energies and illnesses from you. And it's important to note that one of the illnesses they said they could remove from you was cancer. I was going to say, has to be the big C. So remember this for later. Yeah. Ex-members alleged that they were only allowed to sleep around four hours a day. They were physically abused and brainwashed. And in May 2020, a group was found wandering the wilderness naked, disorientated, and dehydrated after they were shunned from the group for lacking the right energy. I put that in quotations, and I'm putting this in quotations, too, because they said that they were on the wrong side of the mountain. Okay. So they didn't believe the same thing, so they couldn't be part of the group. Probably because they didn't buy into the insanity of this cult. Right. So the group would travel between Florida, Colorado, California, and Oregon. Around 2018, they started to be met with hostility during their travels because Carlson claimed to be the reincarnation of the Hawaiian goddess Pele. So they actually tried to fly into Hawaii and there were so many protesters that they were like escorted from their hotel or wherever back to the airport and had to fly back home because people were so upset with they this. They knew that she was coming. And that she had claimed she had this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And people were totally against it. So the more they traveled, the more they would get like pushback from sure. people because of her wild claims. I'm just shocked because like in 2018, I was pretty old and I had never heard of any of this. No. So, neither. and again, that's kind of my weird fascination with cults is like, and we'll get into that more when I get into the weird facts about this cult section is they're allowed to operate not even in the fringes of society, just in full-on society, and everyone knows their cults, and they just keep going. Like, they just keep going, yeah. Why? I'm sure there's... I, I think there is laws, because I think when I was watching the documentary on the Heaven's Gate cult, which yeah. I would love to talk about also, yeah. they were saying that, like, so many family members were like, it's obvious that this is a cult, we want to go in and get our family members back, but there were so many restrictions on what the government could do. But I feel like in the 2020 era, yeah. which this is happening in, there should be more rules. Um, I am going to go off on a little aside here that I watch this girl on YouTube who usually covers, like, fundamentalist religions, which I also think are cults. Yeah. So, like, for instance, the Duggars. She covers them. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that their fundamentalist Baptist religion is, is a cult. Like, I'm sorry. Women aren't allowed to cut their hair. Yeah. They're not allowed to wear pants. They have to have as many kids as God is going to provide them. Like, I feel like nowadays you should know... That that's not true. You right. can wear pants and still right. be a functioning woman. Yes. You can cut your hair short and still be a woman and be loved by God. Yes. You could be anything. You're still going to be loved by God. I just right. want to throw that out there. Yeah. So I watch this lady for that content, but in her 
other content that she presents, she started talking about this TikTok group of dancers. And I want to look more into this um, because I've only seen a few videos of it where the parents of one of these TikTok dancers and the sister went on to TikTok pleading for someone to help them get their daughter back because she's living in California with the guy who's running this dance troupe. And he's like making the people who are TikTokers, who are famous TikTokers with huge following on their own accounts, live in like these dangerous areas in California in these tiny houses because he's collecting all their money and living in like this huge mansion. Okay. So that's something I want to look more into, but I just thought it was interesting because it's like also using social media. Right. And I think yep. the more that we see social media is out there, like they're using it. Scientology uses sure. it. Those TikTok people are using it. Like the this is the reason that social media is bad because yes. it just lets them run rampant. Like YouTube has to know with all of their community guidelines that this these people are a cult and they're advertising like new age methodologies and curing cancer. Like I'm sorry, there should have been a stop there. I feel like they they must also themselves be very aware of the the rules and they're going to try and keep it within those boundaries so they don't get shut down. But it's weird because sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Like, you'll see people who are allowed to do things because they have large followings. Like, okay, Jake Paul and David Dobrik are a perfect example. They're huge YouTubers. Most YouTube channels, if you swear, you're not monetized. They swear millions of dollars it's just constant swearing and like sometimes they bleep it sometimes they don't because different rules for different people they have videos where people are doing things and getting like really hurt and they're still getting paid millions of dollars and maybe youtube's not sponsoring them but you sure as heck bet another sponsor swooping in to be like here's 10 million dollars because like 10 million people are gonna see this so here you go and funding these crazy things so if those people who aren't doing anything that dangerous or bad are being idolized then the people who are doing bad stuff but making money for these corporations i feel like that's how they can get away with it so that was a little interesting aside As we said before, we had to pay attention to the fact that they said that they could cure cancer because by September 2020, Amy Carlson had become severely ill and paralyzed from the waist down. And she actually ended up telling media outlets that she had contracted cancer. Okay. So now she has cancer. Supposedly they can heal cancer. But they don't. Did they do any treatments on her? Uh, I don't think so. I I mean, I'm sure, but she doesn't survive, obviously, because they found her body. So the last time she was seen alive was April 10th, 2021, when the group um, Love Has One people were forced to leave an RV park in California. So April 10th was the last time she was seen alive, 2021, and then her body was found April 28th, 2021. So In a different state. In Colorado, yeah. And they were in California in this RV park. So, and in case anybody does want to look this up, Robin had a good point when we were just on a break. She said, is it love has one with the number one or W-O-N? And it's love has W-O-N. Okay. So if you search that, there will be plenty of YouTube videos out there between like news broadcasts about it, um, their personal YouTube stuff. And apparently they have a blog and they have a whole bunch of other things out there. I just didn't want to go on and support them in any way with, like, ad revenue for things. But they do have that. So, on April 28th, her body was found by Miguel Lamboy. So, he went in and actually reported to the police that he found this body in his house, and he had no idea how it got there, 
and he had been letting people from the organization stay with him, but he wasn't sure how this happened, and he definitely didn't know the body was there. And he definitely didn't kill her. Well, nobody right? killed her. I think okay. she. I think they did rule that she like oh, died of okay. cancer. Um, so nobody killed her. But it's important to note that the f- very first follower of Amy Carlson was Miguel Lamboy. Okay. So he definitely knew that her body was there. Sure. Yeah. So he severely downplayed his involvement with the group to police, and obviously said he had no idea how or why the body was in his house. So she was last seen alive April tenth. The body was found in his house on April 28th. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a really that's long time. That's an 18-day difference. How do you not know? So. You know. When her mummified body was found, it was enshrined in its own bedroom, decorated with rainbows and hearts and stars all over the walls. It looked like it was a room for a little girl, but it was for God. Okay. Her body was wrapped inside of a sleeping bag, and she was placed in the bed in the middle of the room, I th- I think the article I read said that she was sitting up. So I got all my information from a Rolling Stone article and Wikipedia and then some Colorado newspapers around there as well. But some of them had differing accounts of, like, what her body looked like. Yeah. But so maybe sitting up in the middle of the bed. Okay. But everyone agreed that she was wrapped in a sleeping bag and wrapped around the sleeping bag were twinkling Christmas lights. <sighs> they also covered the entire room because they had a, just a shrine to her. There was a strong scent of sage in the room, which I'm sure was for spirituality, but also to cover up yeah. the smell of a decomposing sure. body. Yeah. Her body was badly decomposed. Her eyes were completely gone, and the sockets Ugh. that were there, because it like the skin covered over them because it was mummified looking, they had covered those with glitter, so it looked oh like she God. looked like she had makeup on. Her lips were gone, so that only her teeth were showing. Oh. Her skin was so blue that a police officer thought that they had painted her body like symbolically to celebrate the fact that like, oh, she's our God and everything. No, another police officer on the scene was like, no, this is actually what advanced decomp looks like. You get blue, like because of all the blood in your body and things, your skin starts to turn blue. So seven people were in the house, including two children who were sleeping, one of which was Miguel Laboy's son, Lamboy's son, who was two. Wow. So two years old with just a dead body just, hanging out in a room that you could see. And that's the thing, too. Like, they walked into the house, and it's like you could see down the hall. The door was open. The twinkling lights were on. And you could smell that the scent was coming from this room. So, like, the kids definitely had to be oh, involved. Poor babies. So the followers were arrested and charged. And one of the charges was, like... like tampering with a body tampering with evidence and then the other charge that they faced because there were two children there was child abuse but all of the charges were dropped i have no idea why it just said that they were later dropped against all of them and this is an example in my mind of how social media conspiracy theories and religion can intersect with bad consequences and i think that's happening more and more now i mean like look at scientology scientology is like conspiracy theories religion and now they use social media and everything and i feel like with all of these things like i know there's the leah remini documentary about scientology like i watch that and i'm like wow that's a terrible thing to be a part of but i feel like somebody watching that looking for a sense of belonging would be like that sounds awesome yeah Like, I want to be a part of that. That sounds like a family who cares about me. Right. So that's kind of crazy. And that's that's why I'm saying, like, the TikTok people with the house and all of that. And then, because the girl, I never said this before, the daughter actually ended up 
flying out, meeting with her family and recording a TikTok with them and posting it. Again, I saw this on the YouTube channel without a crystal ball, because that's the one I watch for the Duggars coverage. But she's also covering this story. She made a video with her family, but it looked like she was very like scripted and overly happy. And oh, I'm doing so great. Like nothing is wrong in my life at all. But her family was like, okay, like it clearly is not right in your life. And she was only allowed to fly out, visit them for a little bit and then went right back. Like she has no contact with them. Whose daughter? No, this is the girl who's part of that TikTok group. Her family just went on to TikTok and said, like, our sister and daughter is not, we have not spoken to her. She's trapped in this cult. And then I think the guy who's running the whole thing was like, oh, my God, we got to get this solved. So they flew her out to see them. Okay. So to date, Love Has One's YouTube has over 2,700 videos. And the group, though now splintered, continues to release daily content on social media. They revel in telling followers, and this is what I also thought was creepy, is I feel like the people they're attracting, again, it's a certain type of person who's going to fall for being in a cult, but I feel like the people they're attracting are abuse victims. And the reason that I say that is because all of their social media tells you how much they love you after they've told you that you suck and swore at you and cursed and said that this is why you're horrible and this is why you're bad, but don't worry because we still love you. So I feel like that's like, oh, okay. They break you down. Right. To to lift lift you you back up. up. Yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So now we're inside the weird facts section. So that was the story that I had for the whole case. But then weird facts. Amy's romantic partners were referred to as the father god. So she had many during the course of the cult. Um, It wasn't just like the same guy the whole time. Because most cults, it's like Heaven's Gate. It was the guy and his, I don't know if they were romantic, because they like castrated people. So I don't think they were romantic. But the guy and the lady were running it together. Where this one, she was really like the person. And then she had different romantic partners who came and went. But they were always the father god, since she was the mother god and also god. Right. So they believe <laughs> that God. they believe that God is a woman, which I can okay. get behind that thought. Cool. But not Amy herself. But not a lady named Amy. So here's an even weirder thing. She claimed that the spirit of Robin Williams was her counselor and spiritual advisor because he was actually an archangel in a different life. Wow. So she said that he would come to her and talk to her and guide her through okay. her life about what she should be doing. Wow. That just seems like a really random one. Yeah. I <laughs> okay. mean, like, as the character, the genie, or... No, as really him, as himself. really himself, he would come and spiritually guide her. Okay. Because she had visions and things. That's how this whole thing started. And we'll, we will touch on that a little bit, too. So, the Cabal has tried to assassinate her <gasps> over 600 times. Oh but don't God. worry, she stopped them each and every time with her powers of knowing that the assassination attempts were coming. And uh, if you're wondering okay. what they believe that the Cabal is, because obviously, we all know, if you follow what... QAnon posts or like what your crazy QAnon friend posts um, that they think it's like the global elite in their world and that they're all lizard people. That's what Amy believed also. Wait a minute. Are the people that they're against 
the lizard people or the people that are with them? So, like, Hillary Clinton in their mind is a lizard person. Okay, so it's people outside. And, like, Nancy Pelosi is a lizard person. So it's all the bad people are yeah. lizard in George, their mind. George Soros, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton. Are lizard people. Barack Obama, I'm sure. Joe Biden, I'm sure. We're all lizard. All lizard people okay. in the global elite cabal that okay. is out there keeping. Which, again, I don't understand any of this because if you are... A super conservative who thinks that all these people are evil, which I get because like I think Mitch McConnell is totally evil. I don't like him, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's a lizard person. I don't. But no. if you think that all of these people are totally evil and are running the world, you really think that their goal is to keep the positive vibrations of the world down? What? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't jive. Don't think that enters into their mind <laughs> like, at all. At all. Ever. So that's kind of a weird ideology. Is the let me just ask you on this before we move yeah. on? But the what they call the leftist Hollywood elite is that part of yes? Is that part of QAnon? Is that where that term? Um, I think they said like from? leftist Hollywood elite for a long time, just as like a news type thing. Okay. Like I'm sure, like you know, like I'm sure MSNBC has like their quotes i'm sure fox the news deplorables. yeah so i'm sure like fox <laughs> news coined the term okay. like leftist hollywood elites okay. as msnbc coined deplorables and like whatever else they've coined so i mean but that's just what's going to happen if you're watching obviously skewed news right well so. I, hillary clinton i do believe came up with deplorable oh right in her but speech I just, yes i was yeah. curious if a basket of deplorables deplor- <laughs> i was just curious the leftist hollywood elite because i do hear that yeah you do hear I, that a lot i just don't know where so yes started. they are part of the cabal and they are also all lizard people in this realm okay. well in the QAnon belief system yes and like the pizza gate thing and all of that is all part of this too you know about that right yes okay. i do yeah so okay yeah so when they ascend to the fifth dimension this is another fun fact Everything and everyone left behind will be destroyed. Because now the elite good people are leaving this third dimension of evil. So once they pass through the dimension and leave, we will all be destroyed because we are not worthy enough to be living without them. Okay. So that's what they believe. Um, Isn't Fifth Dimension a band, too? Like a group? singing? I feel like, yes. I feel like something. From the 60s. Yeah, okay. So, now, in an earlier Amy life information, because I'm sure people are wondering, like, how did this woman begin thinking she was God? So, they did an interview with her mother, and her mother said she was never, like, a leader-type person growing up. She was completely normal. Like, she went through school. Everything was normal. She was more of, like, a follower for her friends. She never had leadership stuff. And then, all of a sudden, she started having these like visions of different things happening and think spirits and things would be speaking to her. So maybe she got schizophrenia. Yeah. But she's thinking that she's a prophet now. So in her 20s, she was actually married and had three children. Okay. And she left her entire family behind when she began communicating with angels and became completely disconnected from her children. Wow. One such story of this is that she was in her house She had just finished vacuuming and she was putting her newborn baby down to bed and she heard like violin music that was playing in her words. She said the president song, I'm assuming hail to the chief was playing that song. She heard that and she was like, oh my God. And then she heard president. Like she heard someone over her shoulder, touch her and say president. And she was like, what does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) It was later discovered that that was the voice telling her that she would become the president of the United States one day. So that's what she believed. 
Okay. So her first father, God, was a man named Amareth White Eagle, who she met on a, like, spirituality website. And I'm not going to say what the website is called. But if you Google anything about this, it will tell you the backstory of this and you can go on that website. But it was just, like, a spirituality website for people who were more interested in, like, the mystical side of things. And they had, like, chat rooms and things. And she met this man there. And once they started being together, he told her that he felt the strong pull that she was, in fact, God. Wow. So she didn't coin that from herself, from her, like, visions and things. He told her that. So I don't know if he was also having visions. But even after he was out of the picture, she was still God to all of their followers. Okay. And the last weird fun fact that I have is that... The cult appeared on a Dr. Phil episode. Wow. Where former cult members brought them onto the show and accused them of abuse, and they denied it. Okay, so they made the big time when they hit Dr. Phil. Well, and that's that's part of what I was saying before, was like, I don't understand how these cults can operate in society where it's like dr phil's now bringing them on the show for ratings and to make money but it's like ruining people's lives i I know we didn't really talk about like oh they were like taking money from people but clearly they were right um it ended up saying that they had around 20 15 to 20 people living with her but they have 100 to 200 ambassadors throughout the world at the time of the article i read because of their youtube and social media poll so who cares? They're still scamming these 200 people out of money all the time. And who knows what these 200 people are, are doing, doing sure. when they're going out there. And I'm sure they're making content for things and doing their own things. And all of it seems very dangerous. Sure does. So I, and I, I just don't understand how that's allowed to operate in societal norms. Like this is fine. And I mean, and then they let the whole group of people like wander naked and confused through the woods like i i feel like if you're disoriented in the woods you're either gone for days or you were drugged right so what did they do to these people and that's fine too like they didn't get arrested for that they just like abandoned all these people in the woods yeah do do you know what happened to all of them did they the people were fine they They found them they were just like a little dehydrated and disoriented they were all fine but because they were the ones who said like we were trying to join this group they said we weren't the right material, so they, like, just abandoned us into the woods. So do you have any idea about, like, what the what Dr. Phil was able to conclude? No, because he, he didn't bring them on to conclude anything. Oh. He just brought them on to, like, let the um, survivors accuse them. And they were just like, oh, that's not true. And that was just, like, the end of the episode. That's it. That's it. It was just to be like, oh, there's this group out there that's really famous on social media. And again, this is where I feel like it's due diligence on the part of producers and people in the world before you're going to show these people um, and, and like give them that credibility. Because again, going back to that TikTok group, in one of the videos, they were saying that people are finally starting to cancel appearances with the dance troupe because this is coming out. But when it was first coming out and people were concerned about them and the other family members of other people within the dance troupe were saying, like, we haven't heard from our son. We don't know where he is. Like, we know he's out here with this group, but we don't hear from him. People were still booking them all around California to do shows and do different things because they're famous and it will draw a crowd. And and I think that's a problem with our society that 
you're controversial, so you'll draw a crowd, so that's fine. But you can be controversial to the detriment of things as well. Like, look at R. Kelly. How long was he able to go in the world doing the things he was doing that people knew about before it was like, oh, well, now we have these people accusing him with proof, so we kind of have to do something. Well, we all know controversy. Controversy sells. Yeah, exactly. It It makes money. Exactly. really, sadly, what you know, propels most of our media, I would say, this day and age. If you, you know, right. if you scroll through any news oh, of cycle of, you know, any any kind, it's just, like, ridiculous story after, it's all bad news, and so that's going to sell and make those producers lots of money. And Oh, of course it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, and it's, like, I guess, in a sense, the cult of celebrity, yes. right? Because now we have so many people in the world who are famous for being famous. Yes. And I saw something that ha- that somebody said the other day that was like, oh, people should stop saying that Kim Kardashian is famous for being famous because she worked her ass off to get where she is now. And she's only famous now because she has all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but she wouldn't have all of this stuff if she wasn't famous for being Robert Kardashian's daughter and the sex tape that propelled her to fame and working for Paris Hilton because she was Paris Hilton's closet organizer before she started before she was famous. Yes. Paris Hilton is famous for being famous. Correct. Because she's an heiress. Like, obviously. So there's plenty of people that are famous for being famous that are put on these pedestals of like, look what they were able to accomplish and do and that people look up to. And I think that's why people like this who are like, oh, look, I have a social media following, and I'm the god of this social media group. And yeah, 27,000 or 2,700 YouTube videos is not a lot of YouTube videos, but if you're converting enough money out of those videos to pay all of your bills and have 20 people living in one house and you can afford everything, then you're doing something right in that realm, but wrong as a whole. I'd love to know. I I don't know if I'll look or not, but I'm curious to see how many views they get. So I tried to look and I feel like their page is taken down. I feel like they post through different realms now because like I said, when I tried to look by the name, all that came up was like the Dr. Phil episode and then news articles talking about how they were on the Dr. Phil show from Colorado. Like how long ago was the Dr. Phil show? So looking on YouTube, there's a Dr. Phil show it says it's from a year ago that they were on there and i kind of believe that because there's photos of her online looking healthy and when she appeared on the dr phil show she looks very gaunt and like frail um like she's not in the best health so i believe it probably was like 2021 or late 2020 that they were on there okay so I, i don't know it's it's a very weird story and so, like you were saying uh, over the break we just took, you were like, oh, they only have 20 people in their cult, but they're famous. They're famous. It's pretty impressive. So the famous, the people that live with them, the 20 people is her core group that's allowed to, like, dictate the teachings and things. Okay. And then they have their ambassadors. So I, th- I feel like it's kind of like Scientology in that way, where, like, the main people yeah. are in California at the headquarters. Right. But then there's all the little, like, branches of it. Okay. Um, where, the, where their ambassadors and the Love Has One cult are individual people that are just, like, watching the YouTube videos and sending them money. Okay. Which, again, reminds me of religion. Yeah. Like the mega churches that are like, if you send <laughs> your envelope with fifty dollars in it 
your prayers will be answered. Yes. And it's like, okay, no, it's not Kenneth Copeland and all the other crazy people. Who's the other one? Joel Osteen. Yes. Like, that... It's not. In their million-dollar homes. Yeah, and, and their private planes. And, and their untaxed yeah, organizations. Yeah, free-for-all out there. So, yeah. And that's what I think a lot of these cult leaders are trying to emulate, but they do it in a way that's crazy. It's just wild. Because, like, is. Christianity is established, right? So, like, Christianity yeah. is going to get followers, and if you truly believe in God and you want... And I feel like most of these people, that's how it starts. They truly believe in God and they want to spread sure. the word, but they're so charismatic that it becomes more. Right. And then you get addicted to, oh, look at all this money I have now. Like, I can do so much more good. But it's under the guise of, like, I have a mansion. Like, what hurricane was that where Joel Osteen wouldn't let anybody into the megachurch when people like, were losing their houses? Yeah, I don't know. There was some megachurch, because I think he's either in Texas or Florida. I, I don't was know. Was Katrina? Well, I don't think I don't so, because that's New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know. Well, but, I know that everybody right. went to... Te- oh, not everybody. A bunch of people tried to flee so there Texas. So there was one where <clears throat> he had his megachurch and a hurricane was coming and they were showing like oh and we built like these big areas for people to come yeah and then they were like oh there's the hurricane and he's like no one can come and they locked the doors so it's like i think all of these cults maybe start out with like we believe in what we believe in and then it kind of morphs from there so before we go i do want to talk a little bit about religion i was going to talk about it in the introduction but i had done the definition thing so Within the religious world, so I know a lot of people in my life who are Mormons. And again, this isn't me shitting on any religion because, like, I I don't think any religion really is, like, the answer because I think people getting involved in them has tainted all of them. Right. Like... Most of the man-made The people... Right. Like, I truly believe, like, yes, there's some sort of higher power. Like, yes, I believe in all of that, whatever. But I feel like the man-made getting involved is wrong. And Mormonism is one of those things that the more you look into it, the more you're like, how does anyone believe this is real? Because I got onto the ex-Mormon side of TikTok. I have no idea how. Again, I'm not a Mormon. Right. And there they were talking about like, oh, well, when we get married, and that's where it kind of started, because I have friends that are Mormons. I follow a blogger who's a Mormon. And when they get married, they have these beautiful pictures in front of the te- the Mormon temples. Okay. Right. But they always talk about like, oh, well, but only so-and-so amount of people that we invited to our wedding can actually attend the wedding in the church, because if you are not a Mormon yourself, you cannot enter the temple. Oh. So, like, if your son married a Mormon, yeah. you could not go to their wedding oh, ceremony. God. Couldn't imagine. Right. Right. No. So now, what happens during the ceremony? Well, there's actually videos on YouTube of like undercover undercover Mormon services okay. of like what happens in their church. So if you don't know a lot about the Mormon church, Joseph Smith started the Mormon church um, and he believes that like Jesus was in the Midwest of the United States and everything that happened in the Bible happened in the United States. Okay. And there's all of these things that they used to believe like when you died, everyone got their own planet and became their own God and like all these things. And again, I'm not a Mormon, so I'm sure I'm getting some of this wrong because it's just from what I'm getting yeah. from these videos. But they kind of scaled back a little bit on some of their beliefs. Like 
one of the things is if you have dark skin, you were bad in your past life, so now you're punished and you're, like, a different race than white. Like, please. That's nonsense. That's horrible. So, um, and they've definitely scaled back on that. Like, now people can be part of the church who are different ethnicities. You just won't get into, like, VIP heaven, like they say. So, in watching these different things, um, and and what the people who were saying, like, the ex-Mormons were saying about, like, this is why we think this is a cult... So if you Google Mormon temple garments, they actually have to wear clothes over their wedding clothes when they're in the church. So like they have these pictures after the wedding where you're in this beautiful gown and they all have sleeves because modesty. Um, And your husband's in a beautiful suit and you look so amazing and it's so gorgeous. And you, I'm sure, picture walking down the aisle on your wedding day. None of that happens in a Mormon wedding. Okay, You go in. Over your wedding dress, you put on, like, a robe. Then you put on a petticoat thing. Then you put an apron on over it. Then you tie a veil over your head with a little, like, dumb, huge bow under your chin. And your husband wears the same outfit, but with, like, a chef's hat-looking hat. And you go and you take... And everyone in the church is also wearing that for this. Because once you're endowed to the church, that's what you wear to church things. Oh, that's your church suit? Not like every Sunday. I think it's for like endowments and weddings. Because like if you're endowed to the church, you have to uh, like promise that you're going to not do all these things. And then you're like part of the church. Like missionaries are all endowed to the church. So they all have the little outfits. Okay. Um, So they have to wear that whole outfit and they go through this whole thing at the church. And again, if your family isn't part of the church, they can't come, which I think is weird. And then the whole service of the endowment is they teach you the different uh, symbols you need to show when you get to heaven. So they're handshakes. Oh, okay. And they're like secret handshakes. That only... Only Mormons know. Yes. Children don't. Can know. So the children will not go to heaven? They'll go to heaven. They won't go to the highest level of heaven because they don't know those things. And then because it's such a patriarchal society, like the man is so much overvalued than the woman. So you both get new names on your wedding day. Again, I listened to a podcast. It's Jordan and McKay, and I think it's called Your Favorite Apostates or something like that. They always say, like, welcome back to our channel on YouTube or their podcast is your favorite apostates, Jordan and McKay. And they got married in the Mormon church. And they were saying like, nobody tells you any of this. You just like show up and this happens. Like you don't know what the outfit is for, but you bought it with your mom and you don't know what's going to happen. So no one talks to you. And I guess back in the day, they used to anoint them with oil everywhere before they got married. So like a member of the church would stick their hand through like a sheet and, like, oil your whole body naked up before you went and got married. Like, a woman okay. would do it for a woman, and a man would do it for a man. Oh, okay, now. So they're the ones that, when I was listening to all this stuff, was like, why did no one ever tell us, like, we were in a cult? And they were raised as Mormons, like, and but they're not part of the church now. Like, they have tattoos, they wear, like, unmodest clothing. You know, just living their life. Well, the thing is, too, you're supposed to wear these these garments like underwear underneath your clothes every day as a mormon and they're like full-on like a shirt with like a bra built in it and you can put a bra over it because that's supposed to touch your skin and then like bike shorts like white bike short underwear because they're supposed to be down to your knees and you're supposed to wear your clothes like that every day and they were talking about how it's weird because there's a lot of mormon influencers out there who don't wear them right and i and they think that they let them do that because they're bringing more visibility to the Mormon church. And if they see those people, they're like, well, they look completely normal. So right. 
They must not actually do that. So we're not a cult. We yeah. Normal so I just people. feel like, and I'm just using this as an example because yeah. I believe most religions are like this. Like, yes. I believe that the Catholic religion is like this, and I grew up Roman Catholic, and I truly believe it's a cult, because why can't priests get married? Why can't you eat meat on Fridays during Lent? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, a God that is going to love you is going to love you. For no matter what you do. So I feel like... During Lent or otherwise. Right. So I feel like... Man-made, it's all... All of these things are just man-made impositions, especially like virginity and that whole thing. And like, you have to be a virgin because that's a huge thing during the Mormon thing too. You have to promise to be a virgin. And this is kind of where I want to end on a funny note because I've been thinking about this for weeks and I've wanted to say it on the podcast. It's kind of inappropriate. So please, God, don't listen to this with kids. Um, You shouldn't listen to our podcast. You shouldn't anyway. You shouldn't anyway. No, thank you. But, um... There was a TikTok on the ex-Mormon TikTok talking about Mormon soaking. I told you about this, right? I don't know. I knew about the anointing. What's the right. soaking? Soaking is the way that Mormons, teens, have sex without having sex. So they will lay on a bed and they will put the pole into the hole, because I don't want to actually right. say it, yeah. and not move. At all, because the movement is sex. Yes, you did tell me that. So, okay. so yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. right? Oh, the movement is sex. Yeah, so, but then apparently in some stories and retellings of this, they have friends who come and, like, shake the bed so that there is movement, <laughs> which I think is so funny because someone oh has God. to have done this or what? enough people have to have done this that this has come out into popular culture. Like, True. this just can't be a myth. And the reason I think this can't be a myth is because, hello, I grew up Catholic, My friends, one of my friends lived in the South when we were growing up, and all of her friends were religious, good Southern girls. So I went down there, and we were talking one day, and they're like, oh, have you lost your virginity, like her friends? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have. And they're like, oh, my God, aren't you worried about going to hell? And I'm like, you guys all have boyfriends that you have sex with. And they're like, no, we have anal, so... We're not, we're still virgins. Oh my God. It's the backdoor loophole. So I was like, okay, you're not a virgin. Like, that's not, so like Christianity has that and we have, and the Mormons have soaking. It's not that different. Like, you're still doing things that you think you can get one on God. Guess what? You can't. Because if God is real, he sees what's happening and what you're doing. You're not hiding anything. So I just wanted to end that on kind of a funny note that like, Everyone thinks Mormons are so weird for soaking, but, like, Christian backdoor loophole has existed forever. Yeah. And it's not as funny because it's not, like, other people involved or you're not moving, so you think it's okay. But I'm sorry. Penetration is penetration. Yeah, it is. And sex is sex. Yeah. So you're not a virgin. Soaking. So their (laughs) friends are like, yeah, we're going to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe that friends are truly involved because then your <laughs> friends would have to see you naked, and I feel I, like I mean, no. And they were saying that it was happening at BYU, which is Brigham Young University, yeah. which is a Mormon school, a Mormon college. Wow. But they have an honor code, like a really strict honor code. And I have to imagine that if that was happening and your friends were involved, they would be telling on you immediately to look better in the eyes of the church. Sure. So I just thought we would end that on a funny note. And I did want to end that with like a little bit of religious tie-in because I have been so involved in ex-Mormon TikTok for some reason. Like it's just been showing up. And I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's because. 
Wow. Very fascinating. <laughs> now, see, I want to kind of, I want to look up this up a little bit, but I don't want all the ex-Mormon videos coming my way on my social media, <laughs> well, but I am so I interested a little I bit. I never <laughs> looked any of it up. They just started showing up. And then I just found okay. all of the people organically. And I think it's because... I'm involved with so many people of the Mormon religion. Maybe that's what it is. Within my algorithms. I've also had conversations. Yeah. And we all know our, this is not a conspiracy theory. We all know our phones. They're listening. For sure. Alexa and Siri and all of them. And Google. Yeah, they're all listening. So they're listening. So you know if you talk about something, it shows up on your Facebook They're listening to me record this podcast. So I'm sure I'm going to have like cults and like join the Mormon church constantly. (laughs) And that's actually something that I think is so funny. Um and we'll end on this, is on the Jordan and McKay people's video that I was talking about on YouTube, every time I go to watch one, the ad is to join the Mormon church. Okay. And they know it is because they made a reference to it. They're like, um, Mormon church is paying to put ads on our video. That's fine. Like, I don't know if it's just the algorithm reading it wrong. Like, oh, they're talking about Mormonism, so we're going to yeah, put this right, right here. But join. they're talking about how bad it is yeah. right after. <laughs> they're like, join. That's so funny. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff happens. So, oh, I do want to say one more thing about the church and cults and things like that. Money. Yeah. Money. Because in the Mormon church, you have to tithe 10% of your income. They make you give you them your W-2. And you have to go to a meeting with, like, the bishop or a priest, like, whatever it is in the Mormon church. And they question you, like, are you tithing your 10%? And if you're not, and they find out you're not, and your kid gets married and you are part of the church, you can't go in the temple. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So again, this is one of those things where it's like, love has one cult is looking for your money. Churches are looking for your money. And I get that part of looking for your money is so they can do good works. But the Mormon church and the Catholic church have billions of dollars in liquid cash assets that they could probably do something to end world hunger with. But they don't. Even just the Vatican alone. Right. Well, they were saying the Mormon church has a billion dollars in cash. Okay. That they just aren't doing anything with because they need it. But they want your 10%. They need it. Gotta have it. Because it's a worldwide organization and they get 10% from everybody. For the wedding. Oh, like, my God. Things like that. <laughs> so, yes, this was a very fascinating episode. Sure. If you have any information, but please don't send us any hate mail if you're a Mormon <laughs> or part of a religion because, number one, I don't care. And number two, yeah, I'm just, probably not going to read it. We're just talking about it. Yeah, just I'm just talking about facts. That's They're it. facts from ex-Mormons. Just the facts, ma'am. That's all we're doing. <laughs> so you can email us at... Coworkerskillingtime at gmail.com. Perfect. You can find pictures of the case we talked about from the Love Has One Cole and including uh, a screenshot of a Dr. Phil YouTube video on our Instagram at coworkerskillingtime by searching that on Instagram. You can join our Facebook community on Facebook by searching Coworkers Killing Time Podcast. And there you'll be able to see all the Instagram photos if you don't have Instagram and listen to all of our upcoming episodes. And there will be more cult episodes, so definitely tune in for those. For sure. I can't we, wait. We will also uh, are on Patreon, so you can support the show by going to patreon.com and searching for Coworkers Killing Time Podcast to get bonus content and support the show that way. The last and best way you can support the show is by subscribing and leaving us a five-star review anywhere on any platform where they take reviews. Thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week. Bye! Bye.